Yep. I said it before and I'll say it again. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Road. Where we're going, we don't need road. I feel the need for need for speed. Ow! Good morning, Vietnam! What country are you from? What? what? What ain't no country I ever heard of. They speak English and what? All right, all right, all right. These cards to 11. How do you like their maps? The first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. I want to learn the ways of the Force and become a Jedi like my father. You're going to need a bigger boat. We love some movie characters, and sometimes the best way to get into the characters we love most is to dig deep into their motives. They're calling their sense of self to talk about what they really want. This is movie typing, where we select, engage, and unveil the intentions and drive of the greatest characters on film. My name is Jeff Cook. I'm a philosopher in Greeley, Colorado, and with me is T.J. Wilson, businessman, lover of theology, and personality typing expert. Hello. My man. Hey. We are concluding our epic saga. Yes. Our four-part, it's not a trilogy. What yeah. do you call those? Like a quad. Quick. Quad. Quad quadrility quadrigy. I, I have like, no idea. I liked quadrilogy. I bet you it's that. <laughs> Let's go with that. Okay, cool. Quadrilogy. Toy, Toy Story has a quadrilogy. Yeah. Uh, Mad Max apparently has a quadrilogy. Yeah. All right. So we're talking types again. Yeah. We're gonna conclude our typing, and just because I know where this conversation goes, mm-hmm. we TJ and I agree that some of the best nerd radio ever. Is going to be our discussion of Thor. I'm I sure. Hope I'm, so. sure I'm sure that that's yeah. uh, you know. It's <laughs> it's an amazing conversation. <laughs> so the enneagram. <laughs> so the enneagram is often symbolized by nine numbers in a circle, and here we pick a topic and we go around the circle. And today we are concluding our epic Avengers typing throwdown with Hawkeye. Fives, according to TJ, but I'm going with Hawkeye as a four. And of course, I've got the slam dunk uh, of all slam dunks. Is it because he wears dunks. purple? Because it's... that's ridiculous. <laughs> the man wears purple. I'm offended. <laughs> <laughs> TJ, who, by the way, he, uh, was married in a very dapper purple tuxedo. Yeah, because why shouldn't I get to have a nice thing too? So have you had a, have, have you had a, uh, uh, what did you call it earlier? Your two nine, uh, existential crisis. <laughs> <laughs> you might be a four. Have we talked you know, about I've this? thought about that. I bet you have actually four, five, uh, one, two, four, and five. Those are the ones that like I regularly am like, wait, did I get this wrong? Oh, uh, no, no, I didn't. And then you work through it. I'm too lazy. That's, that's the thing. <laughs> it's, I'm it all still, comes back to that. Still I'm on the lazy. edge. That's funny. Okay, so so Hawkeye. I think that Hawkeye is the most difficult of the primary Avengers, the the six Avengers, seven Avengers. How many are there? Uh, if we're talking about the first movie, six. Yeah. Okay, so Hawkeye. Now, here's the thing about Hawkeye. I think that Hawkeye is a four. You think Hawkeye is a five. Yeah. This is a mistype, yep. but it's also a cross. Yep. The existential gap. The existential void. Void. <laughs> or gapper. 
So if you were to look at the Enneagram symbol, you would notice that the separation between four and five is different from all the others. Mm -hmm. So why is this the case? It's because on the four side, you have the heart center, the feeling center, the um, emotions and sentiment and how we relate to other people looking for attention. And on the five side, you have the head center, the logic center, it's reason, it's it's uh, theory, it's it's categorization of data, and it's all about their 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 big thing is about um, security, um, and so so these two places are actually a, a very difficult space for us to come across. When thinking about Hawkeye, then. Where does your mind go in terms of Hawkeye as a five? Uh, so I think about him uh, in particular in the introduction of his character in the um, the first Thor movie. You want me to slow him down, sir? Or are you sending in more guys for him to beat up? I'll let you know. He is the consummate observer. Mm -hmm. um, oh, that's so, good. So he is, and, and you see this with him throughout, that, that he is very much sort of outside or above looking at the whole scene that's the place that he is most comfortable now here's me thinking he's a four he knows he's unique yeah he knows that he actually can take him down where these other people cannot sure but also he's an expert in the thing that he's doing true so but... it's, it's confidence coming from his expertise all right, we can we can hold those intentions for a moment. <laughs> um, okay, keep going. Uh, so, so that is that's my biggest clue is the, is that the way that he's sort of always on the outside, um, and intentionally so to be able to observe the scene. And this is like his nickname is Hawkeye and Hawks. This is like. They are very intentionally observing everything. That's a good one. Yeah. There is a quote from him somewhere where he says, I see better from a distance, yep. which sounds like a, a five definition. Mm -hmm. If you wanted to write it down, that's a good mantra. Yeah. Um, the thing that seals it for me yeah. is, the, is his secret family. We'll go there because I think that's true, mm -hmm. but for a different reason for the, on the four. Sure. So uh, he has this whole, uh, he literally has a house, a family, a, a wife, and several kids, and a kid on the way, and like he has this regular, normal life that nobody knows about. And this was part of, this was set up as part of his uh, condition for him joining S.H.I.E.L.D. is that yeah. he wanted this to be secret. Yeah, well, Fury helped me set this up when I joined. Kept it off S.H.I.E.L.D.'s finals, like to keep it that way. That does feel to me like a five thing yeah, and not it's, a four it's, thing. I have this resource that I am going to keep to myself and protect, and nothing else is going to get into this resource that I have. Yeah. A couple things that hit me mm -hmm. is that he seems to not withdraw into the world of thought. Mm -hmm. It feels to me like he withdraws into the world of feeling. I think you see that a lot in his arc at the end. And mm -hmm. it may be the case that he, the way he's written in Endgame ends up having a lot more emotion to it. Yeah. The tattoo sleeve screams out four to me as opposed to a five. The haircut screams out four to me sure. as opposed to a five. Yeah. 
there is his death scene with, or not, uh, I'm sorry, Romanoff's death scene, mm-hmm. where she says to him something like, What, you think I want to do it? I'm trying to save your life, you idiot. Yeah, well, I don't want you to. How's that? Natasha, you know what I've done. You know what I've become. I don't judge people on their worst mistakes. That screams out shame to me, Hmm. as opposed to fear. Yeah. Um, It doesn't seem like shame to me. Ooh. Tell me why. So so arguing for uh, the arrows... The five uh-huh. loses his entire family and moves towards a type of seven. I thought you were talking about him as an archer. It's <laughs> like, oh, okay, yeah, sorry, let's talk no. about the different arrows. kind of arrows, <laughs> different <laughs> kinds of arrows. Go ahead, sorry. So he he disintegrates towards seven. So okay. yeah, but because he's super unhealthy. Talk talk about this. Talk about disintegration real quick because we haven't covered this yet. Yeah, so um, the general idea is that you, uh, if you look at the symbol, there there are lines that describe um, sort of movement, and in, and you have two lines going from each type, and one direction goes towards integration, where uh, security you you pick up some of the behavior and tendencies of that type, and in disintegration or stress you go the other direction. Uh, so fives disintegrate towards seven yeah and you can do that in a healthy way or an unhealthy way and i think that that his which we're going to talk about extensively yeah. sometime yeah we'll go through this and like really get into it so <laughs> um but the the five moving towards seven in, in disintegration he's doing it in an unhealthy way and he becomes this sort of like let's just find the next bad guy let's find the next thing let's let's keep moving because the thing that I am running away from is something that I can't face. Mm. Yeah, I like that. And so when he has that conversation with Natasha, it's not about shame. It's about I can't go back. Disintegration for fives. I've heard this from a handful of folks, but since I have a son who's a five, I know what it looks like. Mm-hmm. The or, or moving into stress. In reflecting the seven, mm-hmm. what I see in fives is that there's a lot more. There's a lot more of an aggressive posture and a goofy posture. That okay. I'm going to. There's something that's going on that's wrong here. Sure. And so I'm going to bring a lightheartedness all all of a sudden out mm-hmm. of nowhere mm-hmm. um, to the to the experience because that's how I solve. I normally withdraw, but I'm going to aggressively push into the space mm-hmm. to to try and bring something else here sure anyway that's a that's a, and uh, obviously i only have one test case here <laughs> right but, right um, well and and i i don't disagree with any of that but i think that that is more healthy than what we see in hawkeye's mm. story right yeah like the the minute we discover where what has happened to him after the snap as soon as we figure out what he has become, it's like, oh, this guy's in bad shape. Like the like when they're talking about him before we know that he's done all of these terrible things, like you can tell that he is in he has gone off the deep end. Yeah. Speaking of arrows, say it was the case that you were secure, that you withdrew and you found a lot of peace. Mm-hmm. Here's a Hawkeye line from Civil War. 
Clearly, retirement doesn't suit you. You got tired of shooting golf? Well, I played 18, shot 18. This can't seem to miss. Because in security, he becomes perfectionistic. Or he already is an expert in his field. He just picked up golf. Yeah, but he his his whole thing is that he's he has perfect aim. <laughs> that's, that's that's the whole thing. It's he just picked up golf and he shot eighteen. He has a superpower. He just picked up golf and he already <laughs> shot eighteen. This is again where TJ's going to win because we're going to the book and, and, and he has just way better intuitions than I do about people's enneagram types. I'm actually surprised I'm anywhere close to being in striking distance of of the lead in our in our competition here. <laughs> What's really funny is that TJ is the least competitive person I know. That's and true. I'm super competitive yeah. and I am losing. Yeah. <laughs> he's really upset that he's losing and I'm actually kind of happy that the he's upset. <laughs> it's, him being mad is really entertaining to me. I could care less about losing or winning, but his yeah. Okay, I'm laughing too hard at this. Um, apparently, with fours and fives on on here, it's his uh, mistyping scale uh, are actually a frequent uh, mistyping pair because there's They're so right many people who do have fours but push real hard into their five wing, or fives who push real hard into their four wing. So, in terms of fours, fours are more artistic. Fives are more scientific. Which is he? Scientific. Got big fat arm full of tattoos. Okay, so fours. Later. <laughs> What's that? Yeah, later. <laughs> the only five I know who has a tattoo got it when she was drunk with her seven husband and really regrets it. <laughs> what about the five that you know that has sleeves? Which five are you talking about? Kieran. Oh, damn it. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, fours, more emotionally expressive. Fives, more emotionally restrained. Restrained. I think that's right. Fours are more subjective. Fives are more objective. Objective. How does that play itself out? Like, why objective there? Um, because he is, he's more focused mm -hmm. in on the things that, that have to be accomplished. There is a, I see all the things. Yeah. And therefore, I come with dispassionate, dispassionate, um, perspective to yeah like to think this. about that that line from thor like sir do you want me to yeah. do you want me to take him down or do you want to send more guys for him to beat up it's like yeah. take him down already that's <laughs> that's your that's the job that like like all you're doing is sitting there watching and you're waiting for the instructions to do the thing that you're supposed to be doing clearly this is a guy that needs to be stopped so all this list starts out on the five side. I think there's a turn here for the four. Uh, fours are more reactive. Fives are more aloof. I'd say aloof. When he experiences the death of his family, I think he becomes more reactive. I agree. On Trauma. And that may be. So here's the trauma side. So mm -hmm. on the four side, is he wrestling with inner pain or is he on the five side wrestling with inner emptiness? Emptiness. That, that is one, yeah, maybe there is, correct. Um, the difference between pain and emptiness is difficult to, uh, uh, how would you describe that? Well, I, so, so look, at, look at what he does become once 
once we discover him like he is not out in the world trying to get revenge he's not trying to f- to to satiate the pain of his loss mm-hmm. he's just out there killing every bad guy just just doing all of it Ooh, is it that is that a, a dark gluttonous side i'm just gonna kill as many people as i can because i'm in I think stress so. yeah identifies with feelings like fours or detaches from feelings i'm mixed on that one here's the one that's gonna be here's here's the nail for fives right here uh does he welcome feelings or is he bothered by feelings i think he's bothered by feelings because they interfere i mean so we we have this this tricky thing of of what we see of him with his family yeah which is like a fairly normal person yeah, and like, like I think that's the part of the highlight of that scene is like, here's the one character on your team who is just a normal guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then when he's at work, entirely detached from his feelings. Ooh, that's good. I knew this going in, but this, I, these kind of clinch it for me. Is he more self-revealing like a four or self-protective, self-protective like a five? Yeah. And is he more melancholic like a four or more nihilistic like a five? Nihilistic. And the, the nihilism yep. that comes out in stress, that's yeah. what it is. It's not a melancholy. It's a nihilism. Yeah. It's I'm going to kill people and it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. And, and you see that in, I, I think, a couple of other places with him. It's, it's less about being sort of... Um, woe is me and more about like everything is effed <laughs> right. all right we are given hawkeye to tj on the five um okay so nebula nebula you had nebula as a six yep. and i had her as a one and i'm gonna lose this one too <laughs> uh, but you're gonna lose the rocket one really bad yeah, we'll see about and i'm that. gonna make fun of you we will see <laughs> Where are my Nebula notes? Okay, so uh, talk about Nebula. Uh, Nebula, I see her as a six, but I see her very much as a counterphobic six. Yeah. So this is um, all of the types have three subtypes, uh, and one of those three types for each type is a counter type. And basically, what I'm saying is that each type has one subtype that looks different than the other two okay that is most pronounced in sixes now it's still the case that the motive is there yes it it's the external yeah it's the way that they actually present it's the way they look the thing driving them is still the same so sixes all sixes are fear-based they're motive they're looking to be safe and secure they scan the world and they see all of the things that are going to uh, harm them and they want to be protected and uh, phobic sixes exhibit fear in ways that seem like anxiety and and sort of normal fear-based fear counterphobic sixes actually present in a way that says let me show you how unafraid i am so they often look much more aggressive they look more like sevens or eights or even more like ones but they're still operating from a place of fear there is 
something that's taking place with her. Now, this we talked about this early on that I think that um, it's a lot of the female characters. Scarlet Witch, uh, Black Widow, and Nebula all strike me as trauma victims. Yeah. Now we uh, I suppose we we did stuff with Hawkeye as well. But um, Nebula more than anyone, I think. I mean, it it can arguably become grotesque. There's one torture scene um, in uh, Infinity War where she's been pulled apart yeah. and has been stuck in this place of, you know, essentially she's on the rack, as yeah. it were, uh, by her father. And, like, that kind of trauma has to be deep mm-hmm. with this character. So... Well, and we even discussed this when we were talking about Gamora earlier uh, or in the last episode about um, Gamora being competitive and and you brought up that that quote in Guardians 2 where um, Nebula says, Thanos pulled my eye from my head and my brain from my skull and my arm from my body because of you. Mm-hmm. And like we get a very clear picture of how much Nebula has been put through. Yeah. And it's been hell. Would you say there's a lot of resentment there? I think if there's not resentment, then she's going to grow up to have a lot of problems. <laughs> That'd be resentment like a one is what I meant to yeah. imply there. Yeah. <laughs> I think anyone who went through something like that should be <laughs> probably very <laughs> resentful. Let me make a case for once, because I actually do think that the six is going to win out. So, but let me make the case, and then we can pat again. I'm not interested actually in winning. I am interested in saying here's how mistyping looks, and there might be kind of a move toward the one. But notice how the six mm-hmm. actually. Yep. comes into play. Okay. Some of the things that Riso and Hudson say about ones who are in really bad shape, uh, starting in a place of deep unhealth, they say, having lost control of themselves, they begin doing the very things they can't tolerate in others. Mm. That seems like her posture towards her sister. Trying to rid themselves of the cause of their obsessions. They are closed-minded, uncompromising characters, um, bitter obsessively self-defensive and um, they push into this isn't them, but this is what I said, push, they push into the toxic ideals of their abuser mm-hmm. in this situation. Sure. The ideals of Thanos have come, become her own. And so she is funneling that energy in a very unhealthy perfectionistic way mm-hmm. and so her language towards gamora ends up being things of like you are a disappointment sister out of all our siblings i hated you least but there's an anger and a judgmentalism there mm-hmm. that strikes me as similar in nature to a one sure there is one line and this was the one that clinched it for me in terms of motive she says you think i don't know you would keep me from advancing in the earning there, mm-hmm. the betterment there from mm-hmm. a very unhealthy place yeah. is all over her language. Yeah. Like she's motivated to make herself better and is blaming others for not being able or, or not allowing her to progress. Mm-hmm. Seems like a very one-ish th- side of things. Uh, last one for me. She says to Gamora at another point, I'm every inch the warrior you are. The screams of my victims fill every field. 
And again, it's uh, here's here's the things I've accomplished, but I am I am comparing myself. I'm every inch the warrior you are. The more that I'm saying this, it's uh, on the arrows. She's totally <laughs> in stress. Living out of her three is actually yeah. what's going on here. <laughs> um, the uh, let me just stop right there. <laughs> the, do you have anything to say? And then I want to pitch one of her great quotes. Your arguments all make sense and all, can all be made for the six as well. Um, yeah. In the um, in the way that she is adopting the ideology of her authority figure. Mm. So so living by the rules of the uh, belief system that she's joined herself to is a six move. Yeah, that... Okay, so talk about that. The, this was something that I read. I'd never seen it before in, in uh, Riso and Hudson. That that so ones, twos, and sixes mm-hmm. are reactive. Yep, they have the same stance. Compliant. They're compliant. It's not just that they're complying with the people around them, although they do that. Mm-hmm. It's that they're actually complying with the demands of their super ego. Yeah, is there is the phrasing of these psychologists. Yeah, so. If for ones, it's here's my standards of right and wrong, mm-hmm. and you are complying with that, and that's what motivates you. Right. For the six, I've already forgotten what they had written, but they're complying with the demands of the tribe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the the system with into which they have aligned themselves for the security that they are looking for. So her father is abusive, and she is complying with the demands that he has. Yeah, yeah, and and. His idealism and like the the things that that so he is her authority, mm-hmm. and these are the rules. This is this is how the world works according to the authority in my life, and I am just following the rules. Yeah, they have set up this fence, and I'm just staying inside the fence. I think on the backside, she doesn't come across as one of the better characters. They sneak her in. She's in the. She's obviously a dominant character in the MCU. Yeah. Nebula is. Yeah. So much of the rest of the MCU is fun and color filled, mm-hmm. and they sneak in this abused woman. Yeah. And I imagine if you see supercuts of her character arc out of that, it's not like she rises very high out of her abuse, but she does come to places of health. And her culminating scene is with her, she and Gamora when the Gamora from 2014 in terms of the timeline separate and she's talking to somebody who she's five years ahead of. Mm-hmm. And Gamora says, Tell me something. In the future, what happens to you and me? And Nebula says something that I think is just crushing emotionally if you really invest in her character arc. I try to kill you several times. But eventually, we become friends. Talk about that on the six front. Yeah. Um, well, I, I think that um, watching her character arc, it seems like her place in the MCU is actually to help facilitate the growth of other characters, Mm. which is like, if the people who designed that new Enneagram theory, like that is perfect for a two or a six. (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's the perfect place for a two or a six. We need a narrative propelling. Yeah. 
character. Here's a character <laughs> whose whole job is to help move other people. Uh, it's also the case that that she is looking for other people. She's looking for a group, a set of beliefs. Uh, uh, she's looking for a thing to align herself with in order f- to obtain the safety and security that she is missing in her life. Mm-hmm. So for so much of her life, it's Thanos. And then when she finally separates herself from Thanos, she has to find it somewhere else. And she inadvertently finds it with the Guardians and, uh, and amazingly finds it in her sister. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. To run quickly down this, the ones and sixes don't frequently mistype, but they are both thinking repressed. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the stuff that strikes me with them in terms of their similarities, I'd be real curious to hear from sixes about their relationship with their bodies, mm-hmm. because that ends up being the thing with her that I think is so prominent in that image of her father taking away pieces of her body or pulling apart her body sure. and her seeking to get in touch with that. Like clearly eights, nines and ones don't have a monopoly on mm-hmm. their bodies. Mm-hmm. So what does that look like for a six to be in, in engaged with their physicality? Well, and it, it, it would show up in ways that, that represent the same kind of mistrust that exists elsewhere. So so mistrust of authority, mistrust of self, mistrust of of things going correctly when someone like that has a, a negative relationship to their body, it becomes something they don't trust. Mm. They're not able to trust. I want to believe presently that I don't have a body. I am my body. Okay. I don't have a mind. I am my mind. Mm-hmm. I don't have a soul. Mm-hmm. I am my soul. Sure. Enneagram wise, that makes a lot of sense to me that I I am these three aspects mm-hmm. of myself. Yeah. I am a trinity in there, yeah. and that's a that's a good image reflecting God way of conceiving of myself. But I also know what it's like to mistrust my body because my mm-hmm. body can be an idiot. Yeah. So it's both I am my body, but I also don't trust my body. How would that work for a six? Mm-hmm. Um, so six is being in this this place where they, they don't trust anything. They don't trust their authorities, even though that's the one place where they're getting their, their, their fence. Um, the, uh, they don't trust themselves. They don't trust the world to operate the way it's supposed to. So we get to see this in particular in the way that, like, when there's two nebulas in the same timeline, they interfere with each other. Good nebula shot bad nebula, and so that one's gone. But but if we are expanding into a multiverse type of system, like this is the direction that the comics books go, and we might be looking into that as more and more movies come out because we're I really feel like we're just at the beginning of the MCU. It's just going to keep opening up and going crazy. But um, if we're getting into a multiverse theory, then the nebula 
if she is a six, is never going to trust her body again. Which moves into some of the stuff that comes out in the mistyping section of the Sacred Enneagram, Heritz's book. In that list, the mistyping between ones and sixes is rare. However, I imagine we'll see some of this playing itself out as could go either way. I would also bet that it's not as rare as they think it is. Oh, um, tell me why. Because it, it, sixes and ones both have this really intense need to do the right thing. Yeah. So in the same way that eights and ones are certain of their own rightness, sixes and ones have a do the right thing kind of drive. Yeah. It, that reactive yeah. side is going to come out yep. for them in different kinds of ways, but mm-hmm. that would be very, well, there's a commonality between yeah. them. Ones come across as self-confident. Six is self-doubting. Oh. The doubt that you were just talking about mm-hmm. seems to really play itself out here. Yeah. You're doubting your physicality. Yep. And and as she becomes more and more uh, disconnected from her life with Thanos, she exhibits more and more self-doubt. There it is. Yeah. yeah you like, are self-confident when you are under the authority mm-hmm. figure yeah. in a close proximity, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Um, and now that she's learning entirely different rules, she's totally doubting. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, one's more decisive, six is indecisive. I think that plays in almost the exact same way, doesn't yeah. it? Ones are more certain, six is more ambivalent. These are kind of synonyms now, but ones are more contained, six is more reactive. Oh, she's much more reactive. And that's, she's, that's a yeah, big one right there. Flailing all over the place. Ones are more angry. Six is more anxious. Ooh, I this think, is this is the part where the trauma comes out for me because oh, there you like go. her, yeah, yep. And that's worth saying here mm-hmm. in terms of typing. We could talk about the MCU all day long. Yeah, the point of our podcast is the Enneagram. Yep. And so the typing side here and talking about trauma, mm-hmm. it may be the case that things really throw the yeah, system off or, or your self-understanding yep. off. And she could very, let's make sure this is known, she could very easily be any other type, but her tremendous, destructive, life-changing trauma has made her look like what we think is a one or a six. Yeah. It could be that she's a two or a nine or a seven. What, we we honestly don't know because her trauma has messed her up what, so bad. What's in your line? Trauma breaks all the rules. Yeah, something like that. Yep. I know nothing about trauma. I'm a philosopher. <laughs> 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 I study other things, but that seems to me to be spot on. Which pushing into the list again, ones are indignant of others. Sixes suspicious of others. Yeah, she's suspicious. I see the that that anger side, the indignation. Mm-hmm. I've I categorized it as resentment towards her sister. Mm-hmm. But if you peel back the layers further, mm-hmm. I think that's where the root of it ends up being suspicion. The sp- suspicion sure. leads to anger. Here's a big thing on typing. The behavior and the motivation are very different. Mm-hmm. And this is why it's hard to type people. Yep. You see the behavior. Yep. You don't see their inner life, what's going on in their conscious self. Right. The anger is exhibited, but it may be the case that it is derived from 
her posture towards her sister, which yeah. is more suspicious in nature. Yeah. Uh, one's more controlled. Six is more temperamental. <laughs> that one seems pretty clear. She's a temperamental character. Yeah. Uh, ones seek perfection. Sixes seek security. This is, again, one of those places. I think her behavior is all perfection, and her motivation, I bet, is all security. Oh, I don't even think that her behavior is, is perfection. Do you, don't you? Yeah, no. I I think that she's looking to please her master. <sighs> Through, yeah, I think it. maybe it's she's trying to please her master, but the way she's doing it, I was, I'm going to earn your approval by being better than others. Okay, I could see that. Ones are independent and sixes are affiliative. In there, I mean, that's our whole argument. Yeah, there. I think she wants to be independent, or she wants to present herself as independent and continually looks for the group. Yeah, and that's what their last one is. Yeah. And this is the counterphobic part. Yeah. Yeah. There it goes. Uh, ones become, want to become an authority. Sixes look to an authority. Yep. And that's 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 how her type plays yeah, she out. She never wants to be in charge. There it is. All right. Point for TJ. Counterphobic six. For those of you who are taking notes, I'm losing. <laughs> <laughs> but now we're at Rocket, and I might get back in the game. Uh, we had no mistypes on seven. No, I take it back. Well, we'll save the seven for the end. Okay. Well, <laughs> well, because I still thought that Rocket was a six, so we're technically still oh, on six. Right. Yeah, that is what my notes say. Okay, good. So TJ thinks Rocket's six, the loyalist, and I think that Rocket's an eight, the challenger. You want to start? You want me to start on this one? Well, I I again think that Rocket is a counterphobic six. Yeah. So similar a lot of the nature. things that I said about Nebula are going to be fairly similar with Rocket. So I'll let you take this one. Ain't no thing like me, said me. Very in tune with his authentic self. Has a, sure. a sense of his own uniqueness. Sure. That is aggressively stated. Yeah. One of the big lines for him in the first movie ends up exposing his soft inner core. And he is a very strong, spiky outer self. <laughs> Speaks of affairs he knows nothing about. That is true. He has no respect. That is also true. Hold on, hold on. Keep calling me vermin, tough guy. You just want to laugh at me like everyone else. Rocket, you're drunk, all right? No one's laughing at you. He thinks I'm some stupid thing. He does. Well, I didn't ask to get made. I didn't ask to be torn apart and put back together over and over and turned into some... Some little monster. Rocket, no one's calling you a monster. He called me vermin. She called me rodent. Let's see if you can laugh after five or six good shots. It feels to me like that soft inner life, hard exterior. But he also wants to be in control. Wants to avoid feeling weak and vulnerable. And he's never going back to that place where he gets ripped apart. He's going to make sure he has all the right weapons. Mm. He's going to make sure that he has all the right tools to make sure that doesn't happen. Yeah. The 8s are aggressive in asserting themselves against others in their environment. That is their stance. Um, and that strikes me as, as true of, of him. There's a place in uh, 
in the first Guardians where he zaps Peter Quill with something and he says, I live for the simple things. Like how much this is gonna hurt. Mm. <laughs> yeah, right, little man. There is a strong feeling repressed side to that. Yeah. And on the thinking side, I mean, just anti-six, he seems to plot out things real quick yeah. and know what he wants to do. Yeah. So the the feeling repressed side of Rocket, I think, is really strong. Um, I think that gets exhibited all over the place with his crass sense of humor that's real common with eights. He says to Peter Quill, he says, That dude there, I need his prosthetic leg. His leg? Yeah. God knows I don't need the rest of him. Look at him, he's useless. That strikes me as something innate would say. Sure. Uh, Peter Quill brings back the prosthetic leg. Here you go. Oh, I was just kidding about the leg. I just need these two things. What? No, I, th- I thought it'd be funny. Wasn't funny? No, wait, what did he look like hopping around? I had to transfer him 30,000 units. <laughs> and Rocket just laughs. And there's that coarse, joking, feeling repressed side that yeah. seems to come out to me in those places. Sure. Okay. What you think? Uh, I, over the course of while you were talking, <laughs> I started to think through all of my arguments, especially in line of the conversation we just had about Nebula, and I don't have anything to support <laughs> my view. So I don't want to just blow through Rocket. Cause yeah, I, seriously, this is terrible <laughs> radio. <laughs> It's like, if you want me to help you argue for him being an eight, I can do that. You will have noticed that I have jumped on the TJ bandwagon frequently here. And I'm just, I was wrong. This is my favorite seven, eight banter. Okay, this is from the original Guardians. I have a plan. You've got a plan. Yes. First of all, you're copying me from when I said I had a plan. I'm not. People say that all the time. It's not that unique of a thing to say. Secondly, I don't even believe you have a plan. I have part of a plan. And there is the confrontational yeah. side of yeah. the eight and the scheming. I'm trying to get my, my head around all the things that we're going to do side of the seven. Right. That's just an interaction there, which right. I think is so, uh, it's just, in, it's a joy to listen to. Yeah. Well, and uh, like I, I came into this thinking that he was a counterphobic six and there's also like that exists in the counterphobic six mm. as well. Like the, yeah. the pushing against the authority, but with counterphobic sixes, it has a lot to do with um, trying to figure out if you were capable to actually protect me. Yeah. And I think Rocket is saying, you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. Not, you're going, you're not going to protect me. Rocket is yeah. is pushing against incompetence, not trying to find safety. Perfect. So. On the character arc side. Yep. And th- I find that this is something a lot of eights experience the pursuit of home or this pursuit of your family Mm -hmm. is something that is both that's core to eights and and probably to sixes as well. So maybe this is a place where you can mistype, but there's a line where rocket is mocking Drax in the execution of Drax's family. He says something like, Oh, boo-hoo-hoo, my wife and child are dead. (gasps) I don't care if it's mean. Everybody's got dead people. It's no excuse to get everybody else dead along the way. He is feeling repressed in talking to somebody about their dead family. 
Yeah. And yet his whole character arc is about finding family. The thing I love, and we'll talk about this with Thor, one of the better lines, Thor is going through his whole crash and (laughs) and Rocket meets him in that space. There's bear on the ship. <laughs> that seems like entirely the way an eight would handle like that sort of situation. Yeah. Like, let's just push through. You're having this. a real hard time, yeah. and, and all of these things, and like people are trying to get you to talk about it. But I've got beer. <laughs> so good. Anyway, do you want to go through the list? I really feel like it's unnecessary. <laughs> we, could, we, yeah. we could just stamp so just this one. all of the things. You won this without me even really trying. So. Okay, so now is the throwdown. <laughs> you want we saved the best for last. Here it is. I love the Thor character. Yeah, I really enjoyed. I didn't like Thor too, but <laughs> everything That's else fine. from nobody this, really did. Everything else from good. this character, I find fantastic. The mashups on YouTube of Thor, mm-hmm. all of them are wi- worth watching. Sure. If you see his character arc, the beats played out in twelve minutes. Mm-hmm. His his movement is phenomenal yeah as a character yeah. i thought they have done such a good job so uh do you want to make the case for thor as a, now you think thor is a seven i do and i want to see if he he is one of those characters that's all over the board yeah um uh enneagram reactions had him as a three here it's had him as a seven um the fine folks at relevant had him as a seven um, I think I'm the only one that has him as a two, and sure. I think the case is slam dunk. So there we go. Let's let you go first. Okay. Well, it seems like to me, his posture in this, in in many of the movies, is actually that of a caretaker. Mm-hmm. First, I do think he's a he is a heart guy. He's a relationship driven man. So I would put him in the heart triad because I think he takes in the world through his heart. Um, he can come across as motherly all the time with his brother. And I feel like that's a prominent thing that, that the screenwriters are emphasizing that he is taking this motherly pros- uh, mm. posture. When he crashes in Endgame, he is wrestling with shame. Mm. And he did not do enough for everyone else. Um, it seems to me oftentimes when he's paired up with others, entering the Avengers, for example, he wants to be wanted. He's always part of a team. He doesn't really thrive on his own. Hulk shows up in um, Ragnarok. Yeah. He's been by himself this whole time. Yeah. Hulk shows up and he screams out into a stadium. Yes! We know each other. Yeah. We're work friends. Yeah. Because he gains his value from other people. That's my beginning. Okay. Come on, that was pretty good, though. Yeah, that was good. (laughs) You're wrong, though. (laughs) I can can keep going if you want. Uh, I want to answer some of those things while I remember them. Uh, The... um, let's start and work backwards because my memory, um, the, like his excitement over seeing Hulk is like, like it's, it's just, it's excitement. It's, it's joy. It's happiness. It's, it's not because like the two-ness it's because like, hooray, this thing is, I'm so excited to see my friend. 
And I don't think that has anything to do with his heart center necessarily. He just, ex- and because also it's a really good joke. <laughs> <laughs> they were playing like that for comedy. Great joke. <laughs> uh, what were your other points? Uh, wrestle with shame. I don't think he does rest- wrestle with shame. So when he breaks down in Endgame, and like his breakdown starts well before that, his breakdown starts. At the end of it, actually starts in Ragnarok. Come on, okay, tell me more. It starts with the destruction of his hammer. You start to see Thor disintegrating. Not, I don't mean that in the sense of the Enneagram, but disintegrating as a person and in his health. You start to see him falling apart with the destruction of his hammer. He, his sister comes and like it's a whole thing, and he starts to slide down into this well of I don't know how to face all of these problems. I don't know how to deal with this loss. I don't know what who I am anymore because I've lost all of these things and mm. I've never learned how to face my problems. I've never learned how to face loss. I've never learned how to face negative emotions. And you start to see that and it's just this slide downwards into um, the this is who I'm supposed to be so I'm the guy that kills Thanos and that's going to fix all of the pain that I have Okay. and yeah. so when it doesn't work he 100% dives into unhealthy seven behavior he becomes into extremely gluttonous they don't even say the name Thanos where he's at. Right. In in his house. And like like that all he does is enjoyment. It feels like I mean, in terms of stress, it could be a controlling element. We're not gonna go down that. And twos what twos, sevens and nines will mm. all spin things positively right. to uh to confront problems. Mm. That so that might be one of those big overlaps yeah. between sevens and twos yeah, absolutely. is it's not reframing for twos, but it's it's things are upbeat, and we're mm. gonna focus on the positive here. Yeah, yeah. Um, the first movie is all about him being worthy. Yep. And the primary, and this works its way through it all the way to Endgame, in him saying, "Oh, I'm still worthy." But when we did Fears, being unworthy is a primary for twos. Sure. And so, in terms of motivation, the hammer, in large measure has to do with am I worthy in mm-hmm. four twos at least that is the primary fear that I would be seen as unworthy especially from those you love so the um, the thing that I would point to there is in for the unworthiness of twos they that comes from a place of um, what other people think about me and the judge of Thor is the hammer. The introduction to Thor's character arc mm-hmm. is a a very vigorous conflict between he and his father. Mm-hmm. You are a vain, greedy, cruel boy. And you are an old man and a fool. was a fool to think you were ready 
Poor Odinson. You have betrayed the express command of your king. Through your arrogance and stupidity, you have opened these peaceful realms and innocent lives to the horror and desolation of war! You are unworthy of these realms, unworthy of your title! You're unworthy! The loved ones you have betrayed. Woo! You want to cut a two? Sure. You want to cut a two? That's the line. I now take from you your power. In the name of my father and his father before. I own it all, father. Cut you! A seven isn't gonna get wounded as much by that. I'm sure that would be hard for a seven. Sure. But that is nuclear weaponry used on it too. Sure. And he's got to recover from that. Mm -hmm. And that's his whole, and he's going to be having his story played out for obviously a handful of, of uh, films. But by the end of the first Thor, the way he becomes worthy again is entirely self-sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Like that's his go-to for how am I going to become worthy? Yeah. Well, I'll die in, you know, uh, Loki kill me and not these people in this right. village. Right. And again, that feels like a two move. Or also a um, an acknowledgement that I am I can't run away from this pain. I can't run away from like the reason that this is happening is because you're upset with me. Mm -hmm. And I can't escape that anymore. Okay. So so punish me. Yeah. And like there there is that like two-ness of like do it me instead of them, but also um let me face this pain now. Let me face the consequences of my behavior instead of me running away from it. And that'd be a seven move. Yeah. Gotcha. Another, I, I think it's the relational side of, not that sevens aren't relational, clearly mm. they are. I think when we get to the list, the relational side of twos is mm. really, I suppose, what I'm going to emphasize. So there's one um, uh, exchange in Ragnarok where Hulk says, Thor, sir, shut up. Thor, sir. Not sad, you idiot. I'm pissed off. Oh. Angry, I lost my father. I lost my hammer. Why? You're not even listening. Stop, kick, stop. You're being a really bad friend. You bad friend. I don't know. That relational side of that just comes to the forefront for me. Sure. In terms of what he cares most about. Yeah. And also, he is like... Hulk is recognizing that Thor is actually sad and Thor is rejecting his negative emotion and saying, I'm not sad, I'm angry. It's like, no, you're actually really sad because your mother died and your hammer is gone and you're like, has his father died at this point? Your not, father died? Uh, yeah, at the beginning of Ragnarok. Yeah. So like, 
Like these things have happened and you were really sad about it and you're not facing your actual emotion. And Thor is saying, no, I'm not sad. I'm angry. The Okay, so we got to spend time. You got to cl- clip these because they're so good. But yeah. one of them is the, in terms of a character arc, there's a co- there's two places of resolution. And these, again, strike me as two-ish. But to Loki, in terms of his character arc, mm-hmm. at the end of Ragnarok, he says, Loki, I thought the world of you. I thought we were going to fight side by side forever. But That's what he cares about is the relationship and not the adventure. At the end of the day, you're you and I'm me. And he finds his identity and he's moving away from the relationship because now, because that's the character arc. Mm-hmm. And that strikes me as a very healthy two move. Sure. Or just a regular seven. Move. <laughs> <laughs> so sevens. So, hey, so maybe in place. I thought we were going to fight <laughs> side by side forever on all these new adventures. And so, as it turns out, you're you and I'm me. So I'm going to keep following my adventures and you're going to keep trying to betray me. Granted, but in the context of the movies, that's a culminating event. And if it was just easy for him, it wouldn't be a culminating event. He's wrestled with how he relates to his brother Mm. the whole time. Yeah. Who consistently is betraying him. Yeah. I don't think it even is a culminating event, though. It seems like that, but it's it's not because because Loki keeps showing up. Okay, so like like he this is I don't think this is fully wrestled yet. I think this is attempting to hit that point, and I I really think that that like the culminating event is when Loki actually dies. Okay, in. Infinity yeah. War. Okay, so and we then got... he actually like now he's watched the most powerful being in the universe kill his brother. Yeah, and he knows for sure now. So I think this is the most important of all of the Thor stuff. Mm-hmm. So Rocket comes to him and he says, "So dead brother, huh? Yeah, it could be annoying. Well, he's been dead before. You know, this time I think it really might be true." And you said you, your sister and your dad. Both dead. But still got a mom, though? Killed by a dark elf. A best friend? Stabbed through the heart. You sure you're up to this particular murder mission? Absolutely. No rage and uh, vengeance, anger, loss, regret. They're all tremendous motivators. They really clear the mind, so I'm, I'm good to go. Yeah, but, I mean, this Thanos we're talking about, he's the toughest there is. Well, he's never fought me. Yeah, he has. He's never fought me twice. And I'm getting a new hammer, don't forget. Well, it better be some hammer. And this is, this is the thing. You know, I'm 1,500 years old. I've killed twice as many enemies as that, and every one of them would have rather killed me, but none succeeded. I'm only alive because fate wants me alive. Thanos is just the latest in a long line of bastards, and he'll be the latest to fill my vengeance fate. Wills it so? Mm-hmm. Some pride at work there. And what if you're wrong? Well, if I'm wrong, then what more could I lose? That feels to me the the relationship to fate. 
the focus on loss isn't about anything except for relationships. Mm. That strikes me as very two-ish. That's what's being exposed in this character. It's all about the relationships. Yeah. It's not losing freedom or the ability to not be controlled or I mean what do, what 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 would Seven's fear losing most? Uh everything. <laughs> <laughs> there is a, a distinct focus on the relationships at work in terms of exposing his inner life and his pain and the things that they're most meaningful to him. Mm. Anyway, that's my whiz bang argument. So if you consider only the words, uh-huh. I think you're right. Oh, uh, let me rephrase that. <laughs> let me let me try that again. It's a good thing that I get to edit this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> <Dang it. laughs> if you consider only the words, then you have a decent argument there. But if you consider how the scene actually plays out, it's it's sort of comical. He's dismissive of the of all of this loss. He's like mm. he the way that he is. So so Rocket comes to him and he's like, "Ah, oh, your brother died." And he's like, "Yeah, but he's been dead before, so it's no big deal." But this oh, this one might stick though, right? But you still have other family. Nope, all dead. What about your mom? Yeah, she did too. What about your hammer? Oh, it's gone. <laughs> And the only thing that he has left is the next, the like he only has the next thing that he can do. And he is almost dismissive of the pain that he's experiencing in that moment. Uh, He starts crying. Barely. No. (laughs) You got to rewatch that. A a good thing is you're going to clip the audio and people are going to hear the heart of a man who is escaping his pain. Depthy in his sorrows. (laughs) 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 So I pulled out the nuclear weaponry and I went to the blue book. I went to the wisdom of the Enneagram and Riso and Hudson say about twos. The addictions mm-hmm. for twos is binging, mm-hmm. overeating, sure. from feeling love starved. And his move into that place, he has lost all of his loved ones, feeling shame and not being able to kill Thanos correctly prior to the snap, moves him into that sort of, see, this is where the behavior of a seven may be evidenced with this too sure. but really it's the motivation for said behavior that it, ought to be that noted. he's love starved yeah except that he goes to that place because he didn't kill thanos not because all of his family is gone oh, but it's both though it is both but like like what it seems like what they are describing is more of um have you seen <laughs> death becomes her once in the theater when I was 12. You should find that movie and watch it again because it's amazing and hilarious and beautiful and awesome. Anywho, uh, Goldie Hawn's character at one point is depicted as um, her life has been taken away from her, the people that she loves, the um, she's, she's lost everything. Mm-hmm. And the person that she has become is an overweight cat lady. Okay, sure. That's the kind of thing I'm picturing (laughs) 
when you talk about the like binge eating and stuff sure. with love loss. Was she a tits? <laughs> I, Just I haven't seen that movie mm. since I started studying the Enneagram. So maybe. No, I, but, I heard But like that um the idea of like someone who enters into that kind of spiral of negative behavior um is is more about sort of the sad loneliness. Yeah. Whereas Thor's spiral is ignoring his pain like he's he's drunk he's well, he's overeating but i don't think he's overeating in the same kind of like sad kind of way right listen so hulk comes to him at the in end game notice the language and what the screenwriters are doing here hulk's first line to him we need your help because he is appealing to his average self. He's in unhealth. We need your help. Mm. There might be a chance we could fix everything. Well, like the cable? Because that's been driving me bananas for weeks. Like Thanos. Don't say that name. Um, yeah, we don't actually say that name in here. Now I know that guy might scare you. Why would I be? Why would he, why would I be scared of that guy? I'm the one who killed that guy. Remember? Anyone else here killed that guy? Nope. Didn't think so. Pride coming out. I get it. You're in a rough spot, okay? I've been there myself. And you want to know who helped me out of it? <clears throat> because that's what Thor's primary posture towards the world is. Was it, uh, Natasha? It was you. You helped me. The helper side is all over this 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 dialogue. So why did you ask the Asgardians down there how much my help is worth? The ones that are left, anyway. I think we could bring him back. Stop. <clears throat> Stop, okay? I know you think I'm down there wallowing in my own self-pity, waiting to be rescued and, and saved, but I'm fine, okay? We're fine, aren't we? No, we're good here, mate. So, whatever it is that you're offering, we're not into it. Don't care, couldn't care less. Goodbye. <laughs> we need you, pal. There's beer on the ship. And what kind? He needs an excuse to get out of that space. It could be the case that the beer is the motivator, like mm-hmm. for a seven. Yeah. But that's not what's motivating him. We don't know that. We know what <laughs> argument Hulk is trying to make. The screenwriters are telling you it's the the pitch from the beer, if if Rocket showed up and said, hey, there's beer on the ship, he's not getting up. He might have. We don't know. <laughs> That's not what's going on in the story, TJ. He needs to be needed. He's been playing Xbox against, what was it, like Starkiller69 that yeah. he's yelling at? <laughs> it was yeah. something funny. A noob killer. <laughs> beer is an excuse.
yeah, I, I, I see, and I, I started to read through a lot of those quotes too, and um, just, just trying to like, what if I'm wrong and Thor is too, and like reading through a lot of those things, and like, I, I get it, I get the argument for that sort of helpfulness and like, like wanting to be. He doesn't necessarily want to be king. He wants to be sort of the arm of the king in a lot of ways. I, I get that. But but there's so much about him that is looking for the next adventure. There's yeah. so much about him that is um of like he is avoiding his his problems. And and you see that in a lot of the ways that he interacts with negative experiences. Like he's he's trying to to like like he's trying to solve Ragnarok before it even happens and Ragnarok is actually something that is hugely beneficial to I mean if you don't consider what happens with Thanos Ragnarok <laughs> is supposed to be really beneficial because because Hela is the one that's actually the huge problem and he's trying to solve Ragnarok he's trying to to solve his problems before they even happen and and we see that throughout his character and I just I think that I, I still land on him avoiding his pain as the strongest motivation. Last two things. Last thing he says to his dad. Someday, perhaps, I shall make you proud. You've already made me proud. That, that seems to me, motive-wise, mm. someday I'm going to make you proud feels like relational it's not about the adventure it's i care about this person's opinion of me and i'm sure. locking myself down with that as the place i find my identity sure thing with his mom again this is from endgame i'll skip all the banter which is hilarious but his line i'm to totally from the future <laughs> i'm totally from the future yeah. <laughs> that yeah. cracks me up so much that scene is one of my favorites in endgame his mom, she says this to him, and this is that here is your target, and it's the four side. It's moving into security side. Everyone fails at who they're supposed to be, Thor. The measure of a person, of a, a hero, is how well they succeed at being who they are. Now you go and be the man you're meant to be. That strikes me as a very two-ish like here's the actual target it's not actually about um making your dad proud mm. that that is something that motivates you mm -hmm. but let me tell you what your best self looks like it looks like this a lot of the stuff particularly with his dad and like that that line with friga um like the the who i'm meant to be like that that tips me more towards three Okay. But it, it feels like if you look at the whole character and his existence within in the team of the Avengers and like like that that all feels like it's th throwing us off the trail. Uh, or, uh, yeah. I it it's easier for me to dismiss that stuff because it, it <laughs> feels like it doesn't fit. Like the um his need to be worthy and, and a lot of that stuff that's part of his character. I don't think it's worthy in the eyes of other people. I think it's worthy for its own sake, which I would say is more seven. Um, but the like trying to make my father proud 
a lot of that stuff feels like this is this is more based in sort of the Norse culture. Mm. I know what you're saying. I've seen the movie Liar Liar in yeah. which uh, Jim Carrey comes up and he says this argument. Uh, he says objection, yeah. and the judge says why. He says because it's detrimental to my case. And I realized that my stuff is just <laughs> detrimental <laughs> to your case. I had you going for a second. You there. did. I had no idea that you, this was going to be a dig on me. Okay, well played, so, sir. This will be the last of us uh, referencing the <laughs> mistyping chart uh, in uh, in in the fantastic book by uh, Chris here. It's the Sacred Enneagram, which, as everyone can see, has been very helpful to us in this discussion. <laughs> right. Well, at least it's been helpful to me. In most of these arguments, so I highly recommend. <laughs> there you go. This resource. <laughs> so even things out. You're gonna win this this competition, by the way. So I needed to get at least something in. Okay, so twos and sevens, according to the chart, uh, are a frequent mistype, yeah. and it is the case that twos and sevens are going to spin things positive yep. in in uh, stressful situations when they're confronting problems. Twos are emotionally stable. Sevens are emotionally volatile. He's volatile. He he's is, all over the place. He's entirely stable. That's what the whole first movie is about. He's all over the... He goes to get revenge on the ice giants. <laughs> he seems like he's, he's the anchor. Just pure... <laughs> he's all over the place. Twos seek intimacy. Sevens seek adventure. Adventure. He is seeking intimacy. It's all no, relationships. The only intimacy that he really has is with Jane Foster, and we never see her again after the second movie. <gasps> but he's bummed out that she's gone. And by the way, the reason she's not in the second movie is because, what is it, Natalie Portman said, the hell with this. This yeah, is a terrible character. the second movie was awful. <laughs> <laughs> Twos are focused on people. Sevens are focused on enjoyment enjoyment god he's such a people person (laughs) (laughs) twos are uh want to help others sevens want to help themselves uh i could go either way so here's here's the thing that i need to tell you all about tj tj hates brotherhood films i don't hate them (laughs) i just don't get anything from them it doesn't do it for me i love brotherhood films so it may be the case that the the loki thor Relational dynamic is my, it's something yeah, I emotionally respond to a lot you were more. Responding. I, I am not <laughs> in terms of our I assessment. I just don't care. Twos want to merge. Uh, sevens want freedom. I don't know about that one. I don't think he merges at the end of Endgame. Yeah, he gives up the being what king of Asgard. Yeah, in order to merge with the Asgardians of the galaxy. I mm, I don't think that's true at all. <laughs> he would be totally locked down as a yeah. king of Asgard, which yep. would probably seven. I think he he that. finally recognizes that he he Thor of Asgard doesn't want to be king. Yeah, yeah, that could go either way. That move. Yep. Uh, twos uh, will be possessive. Sevens are detached. I think you could make an argument either way on that. For example, with his hammer, which with he's the really hammer, possessive he's super of. possessive of it. <laughs> until he gets the axe. Uh, so sometimes twos break up with that one boy, uh-huh. and then they find the new boy, and then they attach to the new boy. But he intentionally 
brought the hammer back from, and I realize this is a, sto- <laughs> a storytelling device in order to get the hammer into Steve Rogers. So I, I know that, but he intentionally brings the hammer back from the past. He could have easily just left it there if he was actually done with it. Twos are sentimental. Sevens more cerebral. Again, I could go either way on For, this. Like in that that uh, dialogue with Rocket about his dead family. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because he's not <laughs> attached to them. Like he's intentionally trying to detach himself from these experiences. Twos are, <laughs> twos are clingy. Sevens want to let go. He wants to let go. I do think yeah. that that actually goes towards the seven. Twos uh, want closeness. Sevens want company. Company. Gosh, I think uh, maybe. <laughs> maybe. He wants the closeness of his brother for sure. Until he doesn't. Until he grows past the fact that he realizes that his brother's a backstabbing Well, idiot. and and remember what he says. I thought we were going to fight side by side forever. Yeah. Not, I thought we were going to be best friends. Oh, but he, you're being a really bad friend. Yells that at Hulk. Yeah, because he's angry that Hulk is drawing him out. <laughs> Hulk is saying, you're sad. And he's like, no, I'm not. Hmm. <laughs> He wants relation. Uh, twos want relationship. Sevens want activities. Activities. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna keep having exactly the opposite <laughs> intuitions on this. Uh, twos. I thought that was such a this such a whiz bang argument for me. Uh, kind humor or abrasive humor? I think we're we said this before, didn't we? You think his humor is abrasive? Yeah. Uh no, we said that about Star Lord. Star Lord. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's both. Okay. Yeah. Uh, keeps promises, forgets promises. Twos keep promises. Seven. Sure. Seven. I probably keeps <laughs> attempts to keeps at least. Yeah. Uh, he's a man of his word. Well, that was the last one, so we'll just end there. I okay. think. I think uh, that was that was uh, definitely a, a positive for my side. <laughs> so I, f- what I took from this is this is actually the perfect thing for us to end on. Yeah. Because sometimes. Sometimes you can have a really compelling argument for why someone else is this type, and you could be totally wrong. Yeah, that's a good good question. Even for yourself, it's not just judging somebody else. Right, we have spent all of this time, and we both have, I think, really solid material arguments, insights into who this character is. And we're both a little right, and we're both a little wrong, and we also might be talking about a three. Yeah. A good example of this for for us in terms of how hard typing might be is we have a very close friend who has a PhD in psychology. She knows all sorts of stuff about herself. Her inner life has done all the work, Mm -hmm. and she has a very difficult time typing herself. She's split between a two and a nine. Yeah. And, and has been for years. For years. Years. And so she's been trying to routinely we get into conversations with her. It's like, so, hey, I learned this. Are you like this or like this? And it's like, well, I'm not sure. I mean, I kind of go this. <laughs> yeah. With this group of people, I'm kind of like this. With this group of people, it's kind of like this. And it's like, well, that's both two and nine. <laughs> <sighs> and so that's somehow, or sometimes just how it works. Yep. All right. So to conclude, we have all our epic Avengers 
This is the definitive list. This is I the think. list. Right? Yeah. So everyone else can just go home. This is the list. If you want to pay us to publish this, we are uh, we are available. Yeah. Um, to receive checks, just contact us. <laughs> the we had as twos, Spider Man and Mantis. We had as threes, Tony Stark and Natasha the Black Widow, Romanoff. Yeah. Uh, we had as fours. Loki and Wanda Maximoff, who is the Scarlet Witch. And we had as fives, Doctor Strange and Vision. We had as sixes, uh, Rhodey, War Machine, Maria Hill, Nebula. Counterphobic. Counterphobic six. We had as sevens, Star-Lord and Valkyrie with, with uh, Thor as a maybe. We had as eights, Nick Fury, Captain Marvel, Thanos, Okoye, and M'Baku, and Rocket. Am I missing anyone? Uh, Hawkeye was a five as well, right? Oh, I did. Yeah, I, fr- I, did. I skipped Hawkeye. Uh, Hawkeye is a five. And as a nines, we didn't have any mistyping nines. We had Hulk and Groot. Yep. As our nines and as ones, we had Drax, Wasp, Captain America, Ultron, the Ancient One, and we didn't have any ones that won on the mistyping side either. So that's our list. There it oh, is. Oh no, uh, T'Challa. T'Challa. Oh was yeah, one. that's right. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about that list? I feel pretty good about it. I feel real good on that one. Yeah. Like uh, that was the hard hard work of really doing some analysis yeah spending some time you know watching the movies over and over again like just just really like it's 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 just like being back in school studying watching avengers movies i put a ridiculous amount of work into (laughs) i watched the movies over and over again that's all i did jeff has like 17 pages of notes and i have three And I think I wrote them the the morning of our last recording. However, this is very much your nine side. I mean, you take this in to in, into yeah. your intuitions, yep. and then you have the read yep. and respond. Yep. I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I can take it into my intuitions, but my intuitions are always kind of goofy. Anything else? I don't think so. That's good. Uh, so hey, here's the thing about us. We communicate through the Twitter at Enneagram Circle, and we are on Instagram at Around the Circle Podcast. If you like the podcast, uh, take two minutes right now. Subscribe. If you really care about this, just share it with a friend. Uh, you can find all of the links to all of our stuff at AroundTheCircle.org. Events that we have, ways to jump into finding your own personality type. And as always, stars, reviews, these are always appreciated and help people find our work. And that's what I got. You got anything else? I got nothing, man. It's DJ Wilson. He's officially awesome. I'm Jeff Cook. We'll see you next time. Why so serious? I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. <laughs> <laughs>